Hey, this is Kwame Christian with the American Negotiation Institute. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. We're at episode 175 with my good buddy, uh, Ohio State Buckeye, uh, my guy, Kwame Christian from the American Negotiation Institute. And he has pretty much... I would say forgot more about negotiating than I ever will know. And that's coming from somebody that's negotiated contracts with real estate for the past 22 years. Uh, but uh, Kwame is fantastic. Um, so down to earth, yet I'm sure if he gets into a negotiation room, he can probably eat your lunch for you if you wanted. <laughs> but uh, no, without further ado, here comes my really good friend, Kwame Christian from the American Negotiation Institute. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Varsity Squad, it is Scott Ferguson, and everything in life is a negotiation. You know, I'm not even going to try to talk to you about negotiation when I have my guest, Kwame Christian, on here, because he's forgot more about negotiating than I probably ever have, and you're talking to a guy that's been negotiating real estate contracts for 22 years, but I am so stoked that I get to sit here and listen to my guy who has a Caribbean, uh, he's from the Caribbean, and you know that I live here in South Florida, and I like to make my way over to the islands quite a bit, um, but he's my homeboy from the Midwest. You know, I'm from Michigan, as a lot of you people know. He, he's here in uh, in Columbus, Ohio area, and it's just cool because he's got this little accent of the Caribbean, but the man is the Midwest. The guy hunts, fishes, does it all, but Kwame Christian is the director of American Negotiation Institute, where he conducts negotiation and conflict management workshops around the country. As an attorney, which I forgot to mention that, he is an attorney, uh, which we all know we think of attorneys. I'm kidding, Kwame, but no, as an attorney <laughs> and mediator with a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and Master of Public Policy and a law degree, Kwame brings a unique multidisciplinary approach to making difficult conversations easier. So without further ado, Kwame, I'm going to have you come on, introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? Oh, wow. I like I like that. The, the way you snuck that in, <laughs> man, I guess I, I guess I should stay in. Um, I, I should stay on brand. Now it's now it's blue. blue. But of course, you know, if I have to pick my favorite color combo, I have to say scarlet and gray. I was going to say, is it blue. like blue as in maize and blue? Never. <laughs> Me neither. I'm a Sparty, dude. I'm a Spartan. So Okay, there we know, go. We are theory. united in, <laughs> in right. our approach toward the Wolverines. You hate the blue flu. I got That's you, right. though. No, I love it. I love it. So let's let's get to the origins. I mean, your your family's from the Caribbean, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. you were, you're a Midwestern boy, but let, let's get to the origins of Kwame and brought him up into maybe education through law school, and then we'll get into the a &I. Yeah, so um, I went to OSU. Uh, so I'm a, I call myself a triple Buckeye. So I, I love psychology. That'll probably come out in this interview sure. too. So I, I love psychology. My undergrads in psych, and uh, then I went to law school, um, earned my law degree and my master of public policy, both from OSU. Wow. And so originally, uh, Scott, I wanted to be a politician. And thankfully, as I learned more about politics, I said. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing this to myself or my family. <laughs> These people are crazy. I'm out of here. And so, um, but I, I really enjoyed uh, negotiation. I stumbled upon it. It was the first time I saw psychology being used for a business or legal purpose. And right. so I said, for for whatever whatever it is I do, this needs to be a part of it because I'm a recovering people pleaser. 
And when I learned about negotiation, it taught me that this is a skill that can be learned. I can get better at this. And so now when I teach negotiation and conflict resolution trainings for different companies and for leaders, um, I really start from the inside out, helping people to find that confidence in conflict and then give them the higher level skills so they can negotiate more effectively. Gotcha. You, what was that you, you just said about conflict? Conflict? You said get the skills of... Say that again, yeah. I'm sorry. Helping them to find confidence in conflict. And so um, that's me staying on brand, of course, because uh, yeah. the TED Talk's name, uh, Finding Confidence in Conflict, and the book is named Finding Confidence in Conflict. And Scott, the reason I say that is because when I surveyed my audience to figure out what it is they wanted me to say in, in my podcast, Negotiate Anything, and my trainings, I'm asking, what are the key things, your your main concerns? And the, the two words that kept on coming up was confidence and conflict. They're lacking the confidence and they're particularly afraid of conflict. And so that's really my approach, helping people from the inside out. So you can, you can be more assured and overcome those psychological and emotional barriers. Sure. And then once we get to that point where we're having those high level negotiations, now we can bring in those skills too. That, I love it. So Kwame, what makes a great negotiator? Empathy. Empathy is a big one. And uh, people are afraid of empathy. Um, people think that empathy is a concession, but it's really a necessary part of persuasion. And what we need to do in order to empathize is be curious. And so my approach, my, my framework that I use in, in um, conflict resolution as my base is called the compassionate curiosity framework where we're first acknowledging and validating emotions, getting curious with compassion, and then engaging in joint problem solving. And when we take the time to empathize and learn from the other side, it puts us in a, per, a position to persuade at a higher level. Wow, that, that, that's fantastic. So when you're bringing people in, and, you know, they're looking to hire you to help with their negotiating skills, what is maybe your secret sauce, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of it, to help them find their blind spot in negotiating? Yeah, well, the thing that's tough is that when I'm working with a large group, different people have different needs. So I always survey them to see what those commonalities are. And the, the funny thing, Scott, is that everybody struggles with emotions. It's either sure. managing their own emotions or managing the emotions of others. And so that's the beauty of the framework. That's why it's designed that way to address those emotions. Because wow. the reality is when you label and identify emotions by using terms like it sounds like or it seems like, and then we just validate it by saying it makes sense. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with you. I'm, I'm not condoning the behavior, but I'm acknowledging that given your perspective, it makes sense that you feel this way. Doing that repeatedly until the emotions goes down is the best way to get to that point where you can have higher level dialogue. And the reality is when it's our conversations with our kids, our spouses, or even negotiations at work, a lot of times we don't even get to that higher level dialogue because we're mess messing up in the emotion side sure. <laughs> and we don't manage that effectively. So I will always want to start there. Let's dig a little bit on labeling emotions. Talk to me about that because I, I understand what identifying them is. But labeling, some people can take that that are might be listening to me and like label is a judgment in a sense or, you know, what, 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 get, let's dig a little bit deeper on the labeling emotions. Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to have a non-judgmental label. We, it's just a simple observation. And so, for example, one that's really easy to go to and it's safe because it's not an offensive label is um, it seems like you're really frustrated right now. Mm -hmm. It sounds like this, this, this situation has made you really frustrated, right? Everybody's been frustrated. That's not a bad thing. And the thing is, this is the reason why it works. When you are really emotional, it's your amygdala 
the limbic system, the part of your brain that produces those emotions, right? And then there's another part of your brain, the frontal lobe, and this is where you have your higher level thinking, but it's an antagonistic relationship. If you're highly emotional, you're not thinking very logically. And if you're thinking very logically, you're most likely not highly emotional. And so the reason this works is that it's taken again from psychology. What people do is they call it affect labeling. So what mm -hmm. we're doing is we're labeling the emotion. And in therapy, they do this with their clients and it calms them down. Because in order to accept or reject the label, they have to think logically about it. And the part of the brain that identifies in, uh, those emotions is called the, um, and you don't need to know this at all, but it's called the uh, ventral medial prefrontal cortex. Yeah, and so they have cortex, to, right? yeah, so they have to think in that frontal lobe in order to see, yes, you're right or you're wrong. Wow. That, that, that's amazing. So if I'm out at a networking event, which we're allowed to do here in South Florida, um, regardless of what you see on TV, we're out, we're networking, we're wearing masks, social distancing, because we're folks, we're in like day 9,820 of, <laughs> of the quarantine right now. But if I'm out networking, maybe pressing a little flash, talking to some people, what kind of things are people saying that would make me say that they're a good prospect, contact, connection for the ANI, the American Negotiation Institute? Oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to it, we're, we're trying to work with companies and organizations. And so I like working with people who have to work with people. That's the beautiful thing, Scott, because um, we've worked with nonprofits who are trying to, you know, do some good work in the community. We've worked with Fortune 500 companies. Uh, we've worked with the Army. And they're negotiating weapon systems and wow. um, and things like that and military contractors. And the thing is, that's, that's why I named the podcast Negotiate Anything, because sure. anybody, whether it's somebody who's more transactional, they might be a lawyer, they might be in sales, they understand that they're going through these transactional interactions, sure. but also leaders, people who are leading teams, they have to manage conflict in their teams. You might be on a team. You have right. to manage conflict in between the people who are on your level and figure out where people are best positions. And so whenever you're in a position where you are interacting at a high level with people, I think that's where we can come in and add value. Love that. Love that. Everybody needs it. You know, what's funny is I learned that like kids are the best negotiators yes. <laughs> you know when you're going through that i mean supermarkets do it right where they put that candy in that that aisle right so that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking back to your emotions and, and labeling and stuff like that and that you start so young of being a great negotiator right why does it go away yeah here here's the thing it's self-awareness that's the thing. Self-awareness gives and it taketh away. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. and the thing is, we become really sensitive about what people think about us. When we are children, we're extremely egocentric. Right. This is what I want, period. Right. <laughs> okay. How can I get that? Yeah, I'm going to ask and I'm not going to stop. Sure. <laughs> asking, right. Right. But then as we get older, we start to consider the people around us, not just consider them, but also consider what they think about us. And we are very, very afraid of rejection. And so one of the biggest things I see is that people will not ask for what they want because they're afraid right. of being rejected. Absolutely. That's a fantastic answer. That's what I was hoping to hear. Do you think a lot of it has to do with our programming as we're raised? Because I've heard and I saw stats that a kid is told no by the time he's 14 years old, like an average of 135,000 times. That's you know? incredible. So you think that that has something to do with the programming that we're brought up and then what you do at A&I is kind of maybe strip away that programming in a sense and help them with the right tools to level up? 
They're negotiating. Yes. Yeah. So think about it, Scott. It's it's often difficult to see where our culture begins and we end. Like right. what's the difference between me and what I was taught? And so we have to, you're right. We have to strip it down to figure out what I really want out of life. And culture plays a big role in it. So you think about um, a lot of people here in the Midwest, you're taught to be polite and everything. You're taught to be nice and generous and friendly. And a lot of times um, people take it to the next level and say, yeah, but don't be greedy. And sometimes we misinterpret <laughs> greediness with um, asking for what we, are, we want. Those aren't the same things. And so right. one of my recent guests um, on the podcast, she was talking about the negotiation culture of India. And the beauty of this is that when we have the, we, we try to have a diverse guest, uh, set of guests, racially, gender-wise, experience, like people who are relationship therapists, people who are transactional negotiators. Right. The reality is everybody has something to add to the dialogue. And so when she came on the show and she was talking about the negotiation culture of India, she was saying, everybody negotiates. It's, it's really not even a choice. Right, we're, right, we're, right. we're going to negotiate and we will ask you questions that you as Americans will find very invasive. And so they do. Again, yeah. Do. You know, I've been a real estate broker for 22 years and it's the, some of my best clients, but toughest clients are Indians, Indian people, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I love it because I've learned so much from them because they just ask, they ask exactly. and they're not afraid. You know, if you, what's the worst thing can someone can say is no, that's in any negotiation with real estate, Kwame, it's, you know, you send an offer in and they can either accept it, reject it, or counter it. I mean, there's only three things that's dumbed down so much that people <laughs> want to make it this whole, the, this whole crazy system. So when you're working with, you know, maybe a company or individual, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Yeah, yeah. What's the long-term goal? And so I end up asking them this question and then they sit back and they, they say, that's a really great question. <laughs> because a lot of times we think too tactically. When sure. you think about negotiations in a micro sense, we're just saying, what do I need to do right now to get what I want? And we don't think about the big picture. What about the relationship? What about the context of my whole career? How does this fit into that? Sure. And so then I ask them that question because they just think, oh, I'm in procurement. I need a negotiation training. Oh, I'm in sales. I need a negotiation training. What, what, is, your, what is your main concern? What is your team dealing with? Right. After this is done, what's the transformation you hope to see? And they don't think about that. And so when I ask that question, it changes the way that we approach the training because I Got try to it. customize every training for every every client because everybody's it. different. Everybody is. Yeah. So let's come clean here. Tell me about a negotiation fail on your part. <laughs> Give me an example. Yeah. You know what? And here's the thing, Scott. If you ask a negotiator and they don't have an answer for that, then they're probably not that very, they're not very good. <laughs> <Right>? Absolutely. <laughs> you, know? Absolutely. you have to have some L's. Yeah. And um, the one that I think about the most is, um, in a, it's actually a mediation. So I, I mediate. And so okay. one of the things that, uh, that happened is there was a, a, a mediation. We were all wrapped up. Um, we just needed to sign the agreement. And one of the parties asked, hey, what's the interest rate because it was a situation where they weren't making the payments and they came to a deal where there's going to be monthly payments installments and then there has to be an interest rate wow <laughs> and the other <laughs> and the oh my gosh the other side said the the interest rate is 24 percent per year and i said wow and so, you said that at I the said, table i said Phew. i made that sound he's like the guy's like hey no commentary i'm like i'm sorry i'm I'm sorry. I was genuinely taken off. 
I was caught off guard. That is awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, my but, god. You know, clearly, as a third party neutral, I cannot you can't emote do that. in yeah. that way, right? <laughs> but I was so caught off guard because we were all done. My guard was down, and right. everybody was signing, and it was just a little passing comment. And <laughs> it threw me. It threw me all the way off. Thankfully, we still got it done. But um, yeah, that was that was a bad one. <laughs> oh, thank you for being transparent that is awesome that is awesome man all i can think about with negotiation mediation is the movie wedding crashers i don't know yes. if you ever saw where they're sitting yes. there at the table with a i think it was actually dwight yokum and rebecca de mornay and just watching them go off and then then bringing them all back together but i don't know i don't even know why my mind went there but that's what i thought about when you're sitting there at the table going Phew. that's awesome <laughs> right. so let you, you have you seen the movie uh, Back to the Future? It's been a while. Okay, it's been a while. Let's get our DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 18 year old Kwame. What mm. kind of knowledge nuggets we call them knowledge nuggets here at Time to Shine today? What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on that Kwame to ah, help him yes. maybe shorten his learning curve, level up, and blast through maybe a little quicker? Yeah, what I would say is this take control of your education, okay? Because, um with my Caribbean parents, my mom has a PhD in nutrition. She was a professor and my dad has, is a surgeon. And so they were always about education, learn, learn, get all these degrees, get all these degrees. The focus was always though, get the degrees from an institution. Now, post law school, I've recognized that I've learned so much more through self-education than I ever did through <laughs> school. Right. I, I try to read a book a week. And every time I finish a book, the way that I know it was a good book is if I feel kind of dumb afterwards where I say to myself, how did I navigate this world without this knowledge that I just received here? Wow. That's crazy, you know? Right. And so I want to have that level of, of revelatory experiences every week, week after week. And you know, when you're in school, you're not always getting that. You're being taught what other people want you to think. And sure. it's not always specifically tailored to what it is you want to achieve. Right. And so I would have tried to instill that reading habit earlier because wow. i think about the incredible leaps that i make week to week now as an adult uh just because i'm taking control of my education wow wow and, and you hear that squad he's not talking about the formal education that he's taking control of i mean you get a great degree from an institution if that's your path but can, you know all not all readers are leaders but all leaders are readers period you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so it's like kwame obviously is the epitome of that because he's not only leading uh, a company that works with a fortune 500 fortune 100 companies but he's he's educating himself every day that's fantastic kwami how do you want your dash remembered that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date your life date and death date how do you want that dash remember maybe your epitaph your legacy yeah I, it's simple uh, i want people to say he changed the world and the way that i i look at the world is i, I believe that the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations so right. my goal is to help to make these difficult conversations easier wow wow you know what's funny with you is that i, I look at you and i'm like this guy's doing so much and you're like me with you're a go-giver you know you're you're giving 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 but like when you and i look back and i'm quite a bit older than you but when you and i look back you know, our techniques are going to be so outdated, but mattered. Just like yeah. the B-2 bomber in 1942 that we won the World War II with, or, or 1948, whatever year that was, that we won the war with, you know, like that's outdated. You never see, but it was necessary. You are somebody that's doing something necessary now that's consistent, consistently evolving but it's, I think you're the kind that wants to look back and go, man, what I did isn't even relevant anymore, but it's the reason why we're here. Am I saying that right? 
Absolutely. And, okay. and think about how exciting that is, because yeah. we all stand on the shoulders of the people behind us, yeah, exactly. you know, the people who came before us. Yeah. And you think about even think about something like medicine, how medicine yeah. is rapidly improving Isn't every that year. Crazy? It's yeah. crazy every single year. Yeah. And you think about the, the doctors in the day who might have used, um, you know, leeches or, oh, oh. <laughs> or something oh, oh. like that. Right. Mm -hmm. They were trying their best. Right. They were trying their best. What they had. And, yeah. And, and if we didn't have those people willing to try and experiment and learn new things, sure. then we wouldn't be where we are today. And so right. I think people really need to take the steps to, to get out there and get their message out there. Because even if you're wrong, you're moving the conversation forward. Right. Absolutely. Kwame, what's three things you can't live without? Uh, I would have to say, let's just make it really general and say my iPhone. That's big okay. because that I always do audiobooks, <laughs> and so I, I listen in triple speed, and then I take notes on the audiobooks, and then review the notes. So that right. is like my method of education. Sure. Um, and then I would say psh, now in in COVID world, uh, it has to be the laptop too. I mean that's, <laughs> I mean that's our. <laughs> All right, one one thing non non electronic, non electronic. Oh, now we're getting fun. Um, can't live without the gym, man. There you go. Can't live without Love the gym it. every Love morning, five a.m. in there, um, blowing off steam. I mean, it's a, it's almost like a religious experience. It is. You know, isn't you it? put in get you put done. in the music and you get it in, get it done. Right. And I feel like you build that momentum throughout the day. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with books in general. There you go. Um, and then, man, third one. I would say, I have to say, family, friends. They what's they keep what's me your humble. Cheat meal, man. Oh, my cheat meal right now in the fall, it's pumpkin loaf, um, <laughs> man. man, it's uh, it is a disease at this point. I mean, that thing is, <laughs> I look at the, the nutrition facts and it's horrible. And I eat about half of one, like an entire weekend. And every weekend I say, Kwame, you can't do this again. And then uh, next gotta, weekend I'm doing it again. Doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So as we level or as we wind things down just a little bit. I'm going to do our leveling up lightning round. we got five or six questions. You and I could talk an hour on each one of these topics or questions, but you got five seconds with no explanations. Ooh. And all of them can be answered that way. You ready okay. to rock? Let's all do right, it. Let's level up. What's the best leveling up advice Kwame's ever received? Oh, God. Keep leveling up. That's there it. There's no end. Love it. <laughs> There's no end. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, other than reading every day, I would just say um, it's outsourcing, Love it. delegating to my delegating. team. Love it. Other than your fantastic website over at the Amer American Negotiation Institute, and of course, Time to Shine Today, that's my shameless plug. What's another <laughs> website you go to to level up? LinkedIn. There you go. Always on LinkedIn. We met there. Fantastic. That's right. So not what you're reading now or listening to now, not the flavor of the month. If I'm in my doldrums, not feeling it, you're like, Fergie, read this. What book is it? First of all, I love that you called yourself Fergie. That's awesome. <laughs> um, what would it be? I would say I'm feeling the 10X rule right now mm. by Grant Cardone. GC. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. So what's your most uh, commonly used emoji when you text? <laughs> you know that that purple devil face yeah. with the, 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 the uh, menacing smile? That all right, Kwame. What is your favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time or money to? I would say most recently it's Weld. It's a local organization called Women uh, for Economic and Leadership Development. I was on their board for a while. And um, what I've, yeah, this is a lightning round. Can't go on, but that's, that's the organization. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so if you could be one age physically, physically for the rest of your life, 
while still getting the knowledge and still being able to do it. Like mine's 32. I'm almost 50. 32 is my jam. What what age would you be? See, it's funny. I just turned 32. Uh, last stay week. there. Just say I'm that. Stay, I'm staying here. There you go. I, I love I, it. I thought, I thought we, we went down after 30, but I'm like, oh, man, I'm no. <laughs> love it. So last question. What is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 70s really 70s. Well, yeah. man, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. because because i'm thinking american and caribbean that's bob marley's time too there you go love it love it so how can we find you kwame check me out on linkedin um that's where i'm most active um i my promise is that get everybody a personal message once they connect with me i'm yes, trying to keep that promise as much as possible it's taking longer i'm like months behind now on linkedin but um but i'm trying to keep it going and um yeah connect with me linkedin instagram and then uh check out the podcast negotiate anything i love it i love it i'm hoping i get an interview on there myself and i was just about to invite you (laughs) so tell us about the book finding confidence and conflict yeah, so it's an Amazon bestseller, um, it and uh, it's uh, it's something I'm really proud of because it's it's my unique approach. And so the first 50, 60 pages is all about helping people to overcome their mental and emotional and psychological barriers to being their best self. We all have them. So it helps you to uncover them and shows you how to overcome them. And then it gives you a very simple, powerful negotiation technique called the compassionate curiosity framework. And the cool thing about that uh, framework is that it helps you to win not only the external negotiation, but also the internal negotiation as well. So I love very that. proud of it. No, you should be absolutely. And, and squad, what I'm going to do is anybody that makes the first comment on Kwame's LinkedIn uh, post, I'm going to put up or a Twitter post or uh, at the time to shine today, uh, Facebook page, anyone that makes a comment that's constructive, um, we would like, I would like to purchase one of Kwame's books and I'm going to have it personally made out to you from Kwame and he'll mail it out to you. So that's my gift to you. Uh, finding confidence in conflict, how to negotiate anything and live your best life. Fantastic read. You must pick it up. So Kwame, what is your definition of a life well lived? <laughs> when you look back and you have few regrets, you're always going to have regrets, sure. but few regrets. Love it. Few regrets. So, Squad, you just got a free masterclass with my really good friend Kwame here. Um, he's a recovering people pleaser. He, he wrote the book Finding Confidence in Conflict. Make sure you pick that book up. He reminds us that empathy is not empathy is not a concession. It's a necessary part of persuasion. Write that down. Empathy is not a concession. It's a necessary part of persuasion. Like we say at Time to Shine today, get behind their eyeballs, see what they're thinking, read their posture, read their tone. Remember, empathy is key. So when you're labeling and identify emotions, do it in a non-judgmental matter. And you can get, I will personally make an introduction to you and Kwame to help you level up your negotiation skills because he, he wants to work with people who work with people that want to level up. You have to want to level up. You know, he's going to tell you and remind you to take control of your education, not only institutional education, if that's your path, but always educate yourself, always progress, always evolve. Because I'll tell you what, I look in the mirror now, you know, I'm almost 50 years old. It's not the same 28 year old looking Scott. I wasn't as handsome as Kwame is now, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, you know, it's, you know, you always continue to evolve. He's going to be remembered as someone who changed the world. He's looking back with no regrets, 
and he's taken advantage of every opportunity that's given to him. And hopefully this was a great opportunity for him. Kwame, thank you for so much for coming on. You level up your health, you level up your wealth, you're leveling up everybody else. You're a fantastic negotiator. You're a fantastic person. Thank you so much coming on, brother. Appreciate it, man. Have a good great one. day, my friend. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.